0: glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now, let's go back here to the 20th verse here in Exodus, 23rd chapter. Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way, bring thee to the place which I have prepared. Beware of him, obey his voice, provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. Now, here's something very significant in verse 21, that angels will not pardon your transgressions against the direction that God has given you. Now, they don't have to pardon you. They don't have to forgive you. They're not human. <laughs> Angels are not human and humans are not angels. I hope you've noticed that. They do not have to forgive you. Now that does not mean that they forgive sins anyway. It's not talking about sin especially here. Although provoking an angel could be qualified as sin. But it's not talking about salvation here. It's talking about the fact that an angel will not let you off for what you say and speak against God's word. In other words, if God says one thing, and the angels hear you voicing the very opposite of that, then he's not going to say, well, the boy just didn't know any better. We'll go ahead and work for him and cause the promise of God to come to pass in his life. No, no, the angels won't do that. They won't let you off that easy. They won't say that. They won't do that. Now, see, we read you in Luke, the 12th chapter, where Jesus said, if you confess me before men or my word, Jesus and the word are one. If you confess me, my word, before men, I'll confess you before the angels of God. In other words, you get an audience with angels. Now notice here, he says, don't provoke him because he will not pardon your transgressions. If thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak. In other words, he's telling you the angel is going to speak the same thing that God did. God's not going to say one thing, the angel's going to say something else. And not only that, included in this by double reference would be that God is saying, you're going to have to do the whole Word of God. See, there's a lot of people, bless their hearts, they think that if they'll just get a hold of a certain truth in the Bible, like Mark 11, 23, or some other scripture, then they can just live like the devil and quote that scripture and say certain things and just get it to work for them. I got news for you. You're going to crash. (laughs) And you're not going anywhere. You're going to fall flat on your face. Because, you see, we have to be obedient to the principles of God. So, it's not because we just say certain things or do certain things. It's because we are living in obedience to the Word of God. This is all involved here. See, sometimes we don't mention those things so much. We just assume that people have enough sense to know that you ought to live right. You've got some whiskey-sipping Christians that are wondering why their faith won't work. You've got some living in adultery and wondering why the angels are not working in their behalf and different things going on in their life. Know they're living in known sin. Well, you see, you've got to be a doer of the Word of God. You get in trouble when you get off out in those areas. Now, here you see that The angel won't let you off, but he said, If thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy to thine enemies, and an adversary to thine adversaries. Now let me tell you something. If God is an enemy to your enemies, your enemies are in trouble. And if he's an adversary to your adversary, your adversaries had it. Now that means that we're going to have to live right, we're going to have to shape up, be obedient to the Word of God. We're going to have to live a holy life. And we're going to have to live in the Word of God. We're going to have to speak what God says. We're going to have to talk like God and act like God. I'm talking about acting as God would act in the certain situation. To enter into these things, you see. Now, notice verse 23. For my angel shall go before thee, And bring thee to the Amorites, to the Hittites, the Persiavites, the Canaanites, the Hivites, the Jebusites, the devilites, and the demonites. And cut them off. (laughs) Well, I added one there, the demonites, but that's all there. I believe that's included in that. God will bring you supernatural deliverance through the ministry of angels in this life. Now, I don't know how we got the idea that all of this passed away when we went into the New Covenant, because we see it in the New Covenant. We see it in the book of Acts. But somehow we let it slip from us. And Hebrews there said, don't let these things slip. We ought to give the more earnest heed to them. And I'll tell you, quite frankly, why we've let it slip from us. There's not been any teaching on the subject. I can't even remember. Just to stop and try to back up and think... I cannot remember one single sermon that I've ever heard on just the total subject of angels outside of what I've ministered. Now I'm sure there's others have and I know others have started ministering on it about the time I did. It's amazing how God begins to move in that area because I know when I started ministering on angels several years ago, I heard other people and saw a newsletter where they started teaching on angels. Well, God's emphasizing something, see. But up until that time, I could not remember one single sermon. I'm talking about a whole sermon now. I've heard people mention angels, you know, in passing in sermons and certain things. But to just take the subject of angels and teach on angels. I never heard one single sermon in all the years that I was a Christian. Well, there's a reason that God's emphasizing these things today. And that's the reason that there has not really been any more manifestation of angels than we've had in these latter days is because it hadn't been emphasized. Now someone said this to me not long ago and I think it's good it applies to many things. He said every major move of God or thing that God emphasized and God started in the earth, if it died, it always died or kind of faded away because people quit emphasizing what started it. And see that's true in this during the Old Testament they believed in the ministry of angels. In the New Testament they believed in the ministry of angels. In fact in the book of Acts they recognized angels in their meetings because the apostle Paul says certain things that they should do because of the angels. Now they didn't go overboard in it and you know do a lot of crazy things about it but they recognized that angels were there, angels were present and I'll tell you they'll get you attention you know If you're in jail and the angel lets you out, and they're going to pull your head in the morning, that would get you attention. And you'd start believing in the ministry of angels. But you see, that wasn't really when they started believing in it. They started believing in it before that happened. Now, I keep saying this, and I'm going to keep saying it, because you learn by repetition, and we need to emphasize it. And that is this fact. That these things are not going to happen to you and you're not going to have a manifestation of an angel just doing things for you supernaturally just because it says these things in the Bible. We're going to have to believe God. We're going to have to act on His Word. We're going to have to live right, walk before God right. And we're going to have to keep our lives straightened out. Now, that doesn't mean that they won't do certain things for you, but to get them involved in your business affairs and different things. I'll tell you, angels are here to minister for us, to do many things that we've never called on them to do. But you see, we must obey the voice of God because the angel is going to voice the same thing God said. And when we speak what God said, the angel is going to be busy out there to do some things about it he will send his angel. He said, If thou shalt obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy to thine enemies. And I'll tell you what, I don't know about you, but I get excited about seeing supernatural intervention in the earth in these days. And I know it's the will of God that it come to pass. It's God's will. It's God's purpose. And the words of angels are steadfast. We need to realize that. We need to shape up and begin to believe what God said about some of these things. You see, Psalms 91 tells you that he'd give his angels charge over you, keep you in all your ways and your pathway. See, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Well, now that's a promise in God's holy word. That wasn't just to David. That wasn't just to people in that day. That whole 91st Psalm is a great promise that we should lay hold upon and bring very dear to our hearts and act on it and believe it, confess it daily. I like to take it and just put my name in there. For He's given His angels charge over me and just call my name and confess the Word of God and proclaim that He is with me and He guides me and with long life He satisfies me. Well, the angels are thrilled when you do that. You don't provoke angels by quoting the Word of God. You know, people are always saying, Well, I tell you, I'm afraid I'm lying if I say something that's not already true. Well, now, wait a minute. If God said a certain thing, and you say the very opposite, who do you think is lying? (laughs) Now, that's very evident who's lying. If God told the truth, then you're lying. And if God didn't tell the truth, we're all in trouble. Thank God He did tell the truth. Now, it may not seem like the truth to you, and it's probably not truth in your life at the present time. But if we would confess what God said, voice what God says, it causes faith to come to you. And then if you believe in the ministry of angels, and you believe in the supernatural manifestation of God's anointing to bring the promise to pass in your life, then it'll surely come to pass in your life. But it won't happen to you just because it's in the Bible. That's the thing I want to keep emphasizing. You're going to have to believe for some things. You're going to have to mix faith with it. You're going to have to act on God's Holy Word to get these things to manifest in your life and attain to the promises of God. The angels are very interested in getting involved with you and to help you in every way they can. But you have to cooperate with them. And when you cooperate with angels, they'll work for you day and night. And I'll tell you, they never sleep. I appreciate so much you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, our offer all this week is offer number 7510. It's called Triumph Over the Enemy. This is a 60-page paperback for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. It's dealing with Paul's thorn in the flesh because Paul's thorn in the flesh was a messenger of Satan sent to buffet him. Now, you need to know that it wasn't God that sent this messenger against him. You know, Paul said, For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of God may rest upon me." Now, what's he talking about? We take infirmities as being sickness, weak in the fact that in his physical being, he couldn't stop the messenger of Satan because it's a spiritual force that was assigned against him by Satan himself to keep him from preaching the gospel of the revelation of the rebirth of the human spirit. Paul said, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Satan didn't want that to be preached, so he sent a messenger of Satan against him. But now notice, the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for you. In other words, I'm willing, Paul. Grace is God's willingness to use his power and his ability on your behalf or Paul's behalf, even though he didn't deserve it. But he said, I'm willing, but you have to do it yourself. He doesn't rebuke the devil for you. You have to rebuke the devil. The Bible says, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Well, if you don't resist him with the Word of God, he won't flee from you. Then don't try to get God to do it because it's not his responsibility. It's your responsibility. I'd like to preach the whole thing, but I don't have time. That's book offer number 7510. It's called Triumph Over the Enemy. It's a 60-page paperback. For $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this Charles Capps reminding you that the devil is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps.